0: I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com.
1: I, I think that a lot of owners in the room took a risk, right? I think, I think when you take a risk and you accomplish, that is a, uh, a reward you take with you the rest of your life. like. I can do it. You know, I I always talk about what do you want? What do you want? How bad do you want it? Well, What are you willing to risk? And and I don't know if I've I've ever shared with this with you, but I always talk about a thousand jumps. Have you ever heard me talk about a no, thousand jumps before? No, I want to well, hear it. So when I was um my gosh, I was going to say seventh grade, and I was allowed to go to my first high school football game and. I came around the corner and I had been cheering since I was, I don't know, eight years old for peewee football or something. But I came around the corner and, and uh, the band started marching in. And even to this day, if I hear a band, I don't know why, but it just fuels my soul. I love anything about it. And I guess it's the drum and the, and the noise and just the spirit of it. I mean, I just wanna start rooting everyone on. And uh, then the cheerleaders were behind it, the varsity cheerleaders coming in and creating noise and getting people fired up. And I said, oh my gosh, who's that? Those are the varsity cheerleaders. At that moment, at that very moment, I declared, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Not, I'd like to do that, no. I have to do that. I'm going to do it. And I started doing a thousand jumps every single day at home. We had a breezeway. Do you know what a breezeway is? Do you know? Yes. Yeah,
0: underneath. Is? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. There's a lot of people, probably our listeners, that don't know what it is. But so. do
0: <laughs> Google I, it. <laughs> we had a. Yeah. Google,
1: Dr. Google. So we had a, a stand up freezer. So I would do a thousand jumps every day. Mm. And, uh, and then my hands used to go like this, and my mom would tape rulers on both my hands, so I would learn how to have, a, she'd tape rulers, so I'd learned how to have a real straight hand. And I, even in, um, when it was too cold to be in the breezeway, if you went down our hallway, which is probably this long, and you went down in the basement, it would, it would concave in our finished basement. And people would say, what's that? Oh, that's, that's where she jumps. You know, everyone just knew (laughs) she jumps because we weren't tumblers back then, but we were jumpers. And when it was time, and this is what I'm, what I'm thinking about when people say, gosh, I want to be a hundred thousand dollar hairdresser. When you declare to you, I never want to be embarrassed in front of myself. I think that's the worst embarrassment of all is knowing better and and being disappointed in yourself. I think to take action, you have to absolutely be crystal clear on what you want. When I was doing those thousand jumps and it was time when they'd said, okay, trying out, we're gonna start try out. Some people don't start trying out or practicing for two days before. How do they think they're gonna make it? I don't get that. And they'd say to me, well, you made it. And I'd say, I put the time in, you know, I don't know. And they go, oh, you don't even have to try out. We all know you're going to make it. Yeah, but were you there when I was doing the thousand jumps? Mm. Right? Now, here's what's interesting about that. Mm -hmm. I've gone back to all of our high school reunions. And to this day, I have people come up to me and say, you know, I I wanted to cheer with you. But I was too afraid. Mm -hmm. And I said, why didn't you tell me? I would have helped you. I, I didn't, I didn't know. And it's, it's one of my biggest regrets. That's something I can tell you that when you really know what you want and then you put it into place, there's no regrets. Yeah. no
0: regrets. Right?
1: I think there's a lot of people yeah. that live with, live with regrets all the time. And right now I think this is a lot of time for self-reflection to say, okay, what do I want? What do I want to get done? I, I I just, I worry about people that want the brass ring, but don't want to put any effort into it. Yeah. And effort is the mindfulness effort is the physical dedication. um, The disciplines, all of that has to go into it. I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, I've tackled, I've tackled my whole life like a thousand jumps, right? So when I got into the restaurant industry and hospitality, which I should have been a hairdresser, when I got into hospitality and, and um, I had one of my bosses say to me, um, I said, you, do you need any help? You look stressed. He said, do you know how to extend inventory? I said, sure. <laughs> and he said, I said, how do you do it? I want to make sure I do it the same way. And he, he showed me. And then I said, oh, that's how I do it. I didn't know oh, how that's to do good. it. That's good. I didn't know how to do it. But guess what? I just learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'll take that over for you. I can extend your inventory. And then he said, do you know how to do scheduling? And I said, yeah, how do you do it? Okay, good. And then he said, you know, you get to use 400 and some man hours. And I'd say, oh, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll get that done. And then I started creating my depth right? My mm-hmm. depth and my contribution, you know, I still think about, to this day, working for the steak and ale restaurants, which I love this about, about yes. your school. Yes. And my training salon that I was at was in Plymouth, Michigan, but the amount of times I went to Farmington Hills, and now there's a Paul Mitchell school
0: uh-huh.
1: at that old steak and ale property. Yeah. And so my DNA is in there, I always tell you, I'm floating, yes. floating around in there somewhere, yes, you know? That,
0: that's why that school's doing so well, because you're <laughs> in there.
1: <laughs> I'm floating in there somewhere. But people used to say to me, are you ever, do you ever like um, not give a hundred percent? Do you ever uh, take a short mm. And I'd have to tell you, no. If this is the way it should be done, That's the way I'm going to do it. I'll I'll tell you something about me that people don't know. If I throw something away and I miss the garbage can, I have to go back and put it in. I would leave that for somebody else.
0: Yeah. Integrity.
1: Right? I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that throw things out and they miss it and they're like, okay, I'll get it later. No, Mm -hmm. that'll eat at me. Right? So what kind of integrity do you have? when it's just you, when it's just you. And so those thousand jumps prepared me to get what I wanted. And when I put the time in, I knew what the outcome was. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, this gift of time that you have right now to work on your business or work on your Mm. strategies or or thinking, don't waste it. Because that's time in that sometimes you haven't had before.
0: Talk to them right now. Uh, how to be crystal, crystal clear, because I have a lot of stylists that will ask me to say, like, I just don't know what I want, you know, and I think yeah. part of them saying that is because they're just so
1: frustrated. Well, I think there's a couple of things is perfect your human connection ability, right? And yes. so you can introduce yourself to every single person in the salon. You can be checking on your teammates. Do they need anything? You can be looking up to make sure that you have presence and learning how and volunteering for every cause that the salon is doing so you can get more comfortable with people. Some people still think that they can be more comfortable with hair than they are with people and be successful in this business. No, Mm -hmm. you have to be absolutely contagious and, um, uh, soothing and welcome. You have to become that people person and it doesn't natural for all people. You know, it, you know, my husband is relatively shy. He works really hard at it. If he had his choice, he would sit back and watch the party, right? Versus be the party. That's his first choice. He <laughs> works really, he works really hard at putting himself out there because it's expected of him. You know, I, I, Think back to how many people, even in in restaurants, don't make their kids order their own meal and have respect to the server that's coming to the table. That drives me crazy. And I've told our children, you don't order with manners, you don't eat. So make your choice. And I think owners have to do that too. You don't create human connection easily, we're not going to give you guests. It's, it's that key, nice. right? Nice. It's, it's the same thing. You honor, yeah. you honor the human spirit and especially in our business. You know, when you look at, there's a, there's something um, that I watch, you know, I'm still mad to this day because I'm, I'm a wannabe entertainer, but the American idol and the voice wasn't available when I was young or I probably would have tried out. Right. Probably. And, uh, but the biggest thing on the voice, which I love is is the silent turnarounds and i do them too i don't watch yeah i I watch and i i say oh my gosh that voice that's beautiful and i open my eyes and then their face doesn't look like they're happy they've got this beautiful voice but they don't know how to sell it
0: yeah right
1: they don't tell a story with their face or they don't have any presence or they they don't connect with their audience and they don't that is exactly most hairdressers problem is they can sing or they can do hair, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they can't sell it. They can't sell the story of hair. They can't sell. I mean, I had a boss once say to me, Terry, do you like your job? And I must've been, you know, deep thought. And he said, tell your face. We've got hairdressers that need to tell their face. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, once you tell yourself how to have presence in the beauty industry your customers, it's so contagious that customers will gravitate towards you. This isn't about a haircut. This isn't about that. It's about being and having a servant's heart. And you have to do that by creating that connection with people. You know, there's times when I think I did a presentation for all the school owners once where I walk into a restaurant and I can feel their lack of or their commitment to service and the few first steps when I walk in because if someone greets me or nods and looks at me and welcomes me and I see servers walking by and nodding and communicating, I know they've got a commitment to service. If I walk in and everyone's doing their own thing, I, I question it all the time. So mm,
0: that's so uh, all good. Yeah, don't think that your customer is not picking up on the culture or the vibe Absolutely. that you've created. That's why it's so important as a salon owner, you've got to work on that culture. And you, you hit the nail on the head just now that leadership, all it is about is perfecting your human connection ability. So it's coming up with ways to learn that. So Terry, how, how do you think that a salon owner, and because I think salon owners have this struggle too because they're not connected to their staff. They're really good at connecting to their clients but they're not collected to their staff and they wonder why they're having salon walkouts or people leave them.
1: Well, they all have a fear of losing employees. I I, I think that uh, they join you because they think you can take them somewhere. Right. And then when you don't, what a disappointment that is. Mm -hmm. So I'll risk. And I, you know, I tell every employee that, that I, that I coach. I mean, I coach in the moment, I don't have to have, now we're gonna have a meeting at three o'clock and I'll tell you everything. When I see it, I say, say it. bring it up, how are you? What's going on here? You need to be over there. What customer that didn't sound comfortable? What's going on? And when you have the presence to develop, they understand, if they understand your intentions, they'll support your execution. That's good. So, so if i if i am coaching someone they know i'll risk an uncomfortable moment to bring out the greatness in them i'll do that
0: you know i love what you were saying i see salon owners they'll post that they're looking for someone to work for them yeah it's like no they're, they're all taken because of the smart salon owners that are in here day in day out getting their hair done Connecting with our future professionals, giving out guest speakers.
1: Yes. Giving yes. out gold tickets or, or uh, saying, wow, you stood out today or, and I always tell salon owners, you should become a household name at those schools.
0: Yes. Become a household name. Yes. yes. Not yeah, you can't just post yeah. something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They,
1: yeah. You know, our consultants will, will drive up you know, our salon consultants and visit the salon for a service. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, Hey, I need a couple people. Oh, I'm so glad you're asking. I've got a couple in the car. Now it just doesn't work like that. No. And no. so if you don't work on building and scouting for your business by creating relationships with the schools, mm-hmm. that's exactly how your staff is going to recruit in the yes. community as well.
0: You know, I love that because I think that should be part of the education portion we talked about is educating. It's coming up with a new plan of how you're going to build your brand to scout for the next talent, scout for the
1: next hire.
0: And And you have to always be hiring. A-B-H, always
1: be hiring. And also read, read. I love to read. My favorite books to read are the ones that are written by college coaches because they only have a finite time where they get to have these people they either go into the draft or they graduate they can't say oh i get that one hopefully i get a good 10 15 years out of them no no yes. you're going to lose them yeah. so they're always scouting to complement their program what are we doing
0: i know and and here's the thing that i watch here i love that you said that because i'm all about that as well too i love college football you and i oh, both share well. that in common uh but here's the thing and then you end up in a situation where you think you're just trying to hold on to somebody so tightly in your company when you should Smother just them. Like, let them go let them fly and, and so i've done that terry i like try to hang on to people and then i watch them fly and they're just doing so incredible things and I'm so proud of them. And they're a part of our masterminds and to watch that. But you know, at first I was so angry and now I've gotten over myself. I'm like, wait a minute, you were supposed to let them go and always be hiring, always keep bringing new people in. Think of that cycle, like you said, every two to four years and stop You're otherwise you're held hostage by your team as well too, and now you're at privy to breaking your code of your culture that you already set up. You know, Maybe you had a culture of this compensation plan because it works correctly for your business in order to set up a business, right? And now all of a sudden you're held hostage and you're like, well, I, I guess I'll pay them more. Well, now you have to put your, your businesses out of business and that's what's sitting right now. These poor salons, they didn't have any cash flow and they don't know what they're gonna do right now. Well, thank God we have the government, like we said, coming to our rescue. But what happens when you have that salon walkout and you don't have the government?
1: You know, I I said to Steve one time, gosh, I hate turnover, it drives me. I hate training and I hate turnover. Oh God, I feel like all we do is train sometimes. (laughs) This was years ago, I said it to him. And then I walked Uh one day to his office and said, you know what? I hate marginal performance Mm -hmm. a million times more than i hate turnover yes because with turnover i've got a chance to create a new one with marginal performance somewhere i've i've lessened my ability to speak our our expectations i
0: tell you it's it's so incredible because we coach a lot of salon owners and it goes back to education so educating of building that solid foundation and so maybe your foundation is cracked right now. Maybe that's why you're panicking right now. Your sure. foundation is cracked because you built an unintegral business and no fault of yours. It's just what you were taught. You just weren't educated. Um, so, you know, you, you walk into some of these salons, Terry, and some of them have all independent contractors in them. Some of them have like hybrid salons of everything imaginable. Cause they just opened up the floodgate. They broke their own code of culture They can't set up like what you were talking about where a client walks in and fills that vibe. They know. In fact, we had a salon walkout and all the salon stylists went to a chair rental salon and the clients all followed them, but they all came back to our salon. And you know what they said to us? They said, I can't go in that kind of environment. Like I could just feel it. And I I need to be here because this is family and it's everybody's friendly. People feel
1: it. And when they do all of that, different kind when they lose i mean that's not the dream or what they set out to do when they started their business they lost hope they lost hope they they gave them you know and and there's a great line that says in the absence of leadership Mm. and we get this from the american president the movie i love it but in the absence of leadership people listen to anyone that steps up and takes the microphone and sometimes you have a, a, a disgruntled employee that because you're not talking and defending and talking about your mission and vision on an ongoing basis. You gave the microphone to the negative Nelly on staff. And guess what? Now there's your business. We don't make enough commission. We don't get paid for this. We don't, we shouldn't have to do towels. We shouldn't have to clean. And next thing you know, now you're having to defend the business that you started. And, uh, We've got a salon right now that's thinking about a very, very good salon. that's thinking about going to booth rent. And I'm thinking, what, what happened? What happened? Who, who, who got what, it to
0: you? Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what got ha- to you? What ha- who happened to what? you?
1: Mm-hmm. And wh- why have you, why are you giving up what you, you set out to do? And I'm so sorry, right? I'm so sorry that that's happened to you. And, and I don't know if we can save her and get her back. And is it, is it worth the fight that you have to go through. I think an employee has a right. Steve always says this. I think an employee has a right back, uh, to put their, you know, finger on your chest as an owner and say, "Do you mean it? Do you mean it?" Yeah. They have a right for to hear you defend your, your, um, your business and your leadership and your ideas. They, this is our, this is our leader. You know, we need to hear from you. And some That's of them good, are far, Some of them are far, far too silent. Hey everyone, I'm Sean Chaito, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership. Thank you for joining us today and be sure to check us out at nextlevelsalonleadership.com.